I'm on the line with Xing Lu, uh, who is an artist uh, working and living in New York City right now, but uh, is working internationally and is currently um, doing a residency at CITI, which is the uh, institution of the U.S. government through NASA that is charged with uh, examining the cosmos for extraterrestrial life. Um, and you're doing an artist residency there. So I just wanted to talk to you about that. Hey, well, first yeah. of all, good day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How, how, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's right before Thanksgiving here. So it's, it's kind of, uh, half working and everyone feel like it's ready for holiday. <laughs> Well, you're working right now on this residency. Um, can you talk about the residency and why you wanted to participate as an artist? Yeah, so I know of this um, residency and, of course, study for a while. And um, I have been very interested in the particular topic they're dealing with around outer space. Because we all know that NASA or private aerospace companies such as SpaceX or Blue Origin they're dealing with how we can expand humanity to uh, about, uh, beyond earthbound for uh, reasons such as economics, um, uh, resources, uh, or just for science. Lots of the time, they are very much focused on science and technology and more practical consideration related to the society here. But SETI itself, I feel like they're more dealing with a philosophical question. They're dealing with who we are in this universe and our relationship with other planets and potential other uh, intelligence. And that's a very different uh, approach. And, of course, it also uh, heavily integrates science inside of it. And that is uh, fascinating for me as an um, engineer, scientist, artist, to really engage with the topic they're dealing with there. Yeah, so as an artist, um, you mentioned a more philosophical question about our place in the universe. I mean, artists have been exploring this idea for a long time. Um, yeah. And, I mean, in its origins, science itself has a very creative push. Um, as an artist working in 2019, um, and also a, a transnational artist, um, you have links in different parts of the world, why did you want to explore this now, and what are some of the sort of questions that comes up for you in your artistic practice? I think it's very crucial right now because as we all feel that technology and science is becoming almost a new religion in this modern society. We rely on it for everything what we do, the future, the current, uh, our economic changes, our well-being, everything. If science says something, we try to believe it and we try to follow. That's like a guidance of life. But there's a problem around that is that when we deal with science, often we're looking at its practical application, like its products that are driven by uh, capitalistic systems. But just like you said, in the, in the origin of it, lots of the time when we think about science, it's not about that. It's about discovery. It's about curiosity. It's about questions. And those are very precisely uh, the same thing that art and the philosophy uh, are trying to resolve, too. It's just through a different methodology. Uh, like. So for me, uh, right now, looking at science, 
and technology and art. It's it's kind of a like a just like a interesting point that artists are becoming more and more interesting in and start to analyzing using them in their own practice, but also at the same time question and critique the application of science and technology in modern society. So um, with that in in my work. I do, when you deal with outer space, it's kind of like a very novel, but also uh, quite an interesting place to, to combine it to, because sometimes I feel like on the Earth, we have kind of forgot about uh, this almost spiritual uh, element inside of science. But then we were dealing with outer space, that novelty and that connection still exists. So it's much um, likely for me to be able to bring a science and religion, spirits, uh, and human experience together when I uh, deal with outer space uh, as my subject, when I interact with the audiences. Well, I mean, in so many ways, we are in outer space. I mean, Earth is a a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, and it's beautiful when I talk about this kind of thing, that just merely fact, if you close your eyes right now, just imagine like how we're having this phone call, um, and then you're in Montreal and in New York, and then people. But at the same time, we're just all stuck to a big, huge rock uh, by this mystery gravity. We don't understand it yet, and we're all just floating in the middle of nowhere in in emptiness. There's only a very thin layer of atmosphere trapped and protected us on the surface of the big, like, big rock that in the middle of it is the fire. Like, this is all science facts, but at the same time, the fact we can, uh, as animals, as human beings, we can connect our right now experience, sensory experience of daily life with that such an abstract idea and even imagine it and picture it in our individual heads, for me, it's almost spiritual. Like, that just, that process of being able to do it it is really beautiful and that's something i found is a connection between like my experience and a scientific uh understanding and something trying to like wave them together is like where um, my work always uh sits that's at least um sometimes that's how i think about it yeah can can you just share with us a little bit about what how that translates into your artistic practice and what you're working on right now in your residency yeah so lots of times i think uh i'm dealing with this the distance between different experiences like like i just explained that this daily life sensory experience of you know grabbing a bite having a chat with friend compared to the experience and trying understanding a very the most abstract idea of multi-dimension of time of like spatial and temporal dimensions that we could never reach ourselves but somehow our brain could uh, imagine and expand one existence uh, from this concrete corporal moment to something much much larger and as often trying to make my work to be able to expand this person's present moment is almost like a, like extension in some way. So in my recent work, uh, Living Distance, what I did is rather simple. Um, it's an outer space performance that 
a robotic device, like an avatar of mine, carried my wisdom tools to to outer space and had a dance there and I come back. Um, it, it's it's very complicated in its realization. Uh, it's like an actual space mission because we work with rocket companies and actually launch the entire project to outer space. But at the same time, it's very much a fantasy. Um, it's it's kind of a simple story, just like you know, actually in China that. Uh, when a kid loses a teeth, if it's a top tooth, you you bury it under the ground. If it's a bottom tooth, you toss it high to the ceiling. And so this project is also as simple as toss your baby teeth into the sky. So I, I'm trying to connect those uh, different dimensions together and hoping that uh, for me, at least those connections help me to be able to expand my daily moments to something much, much larger, and it makes make me feel connected. And then similarly, in SETI, I think they're doing very similar things, uh, trying to listen and trying to uh, connect with something really far away. But I don't think the whether you can connect and be able to contact um, other intelligence is the 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 only success or failure. I think the beautiful part is the effort of trying. Uh, that, that's something I'm particularly interested in. And for the next two years, I think uh, one of the possibility is that uh, I, I will try to go to the farthest place I can on Earth and trying to understand that uh, feeling of uh, searching. Uh, so we're looking at, of course, the, the project is not confirmed yet because we just started, we're looking at uh, places such as Arctic or Antarctica where there are lots of science experiments are conducted to listen to the universe. And there's different traveling in those processes. Me be able to travel to those far places and then those in those far places, the signals and listening uh, we're trying to do are, are trying to travel to, to spaces um, beyond the galaxy um, and solar system. So that's kind of where we're trying to do. But, of course, um, the, the final project is going to be uh, only possible for me to know in, in a year or two, yeah. Well, um, some scientists have, have said space um, discovery or exploration, um, in a sense, were... Um, looking at ourselves. I mean, we are part of, exactly. of, of this. Um, yes. Can uh, I guess finally, um, I, I just wanted to clarify. So you launched your tooth into space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, people always think that's like a weirdest idea, but then uh, also makes sense uh, when I told them about the throwing to the sky story because when I was a kid I never did that uh, uh, and then later on I learned about that and, and I feel like I missed something so I kind of uh, made it happen um, at the age of 28 <laughs> you made it happen in a big way wow um, how does it feel to have part of you outside of the um, atmosphere of earth yeah, I was thinking a lot about that or even centralized that before the project actually was realized. It was, in a way, honestly, I don't feel that part of me anymore. The process of building the entire robot 
and then conduct this work, which took me a year, slowly you start to realize the tools become its own identity. I'm always feeling that at the beginning, I'm also, like, I'm, as, I'm its owner, but at the very end, now I feel like the tooth is own creature, its own identity. I am its friend, maybe collaborator. I help it or even serve it, be able to make uh, it uh, to realize this performance in space. So it's, it's very fascinating in many ways because of that, that relationship you have with, with this almost birth experience of some part of your body that becomes its own. Um, and then when it was launched, honestly, I just feel very much overwhelmed. I didn't, um, couldn't locate my, my emotion very well. I just very overwhelmed because I was at like the launch pad. There was rocket, there's like sonic boom. It's very loud. It's, it's a lot happening. But then we come back the next day because uh, our launch is in Texas. So I carried it. Uh, around walking in the desert, and I grew up in the desert. That's kind of a reconnecting moment. Um, I feel like I, I reconcile that process in a way that now we're okay. We're we're friends. We're we're partnership, and I kind of almost like we're thankful that it, it took the journey for me. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, thanks so much for sharing about your work. Um, Thank pe- you. Pe- yeah. People can find you online and follow yes. what you're doing. Yes. I think it's seven. What was it? Can you share your website? <laughs> it's seven X X X. Uh, actually, six six axis X X X X X X X X I N L I U. Actually, nine axis. I cannot count anymore. And my Instagram is Xin underscore Liu underscore Studio. I-N underscore L-I-U underscore studio. Wow. Xing Lu, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too.